What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 132 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, tonight, or today, however you want to word it, oh, we yeah. are going to find out who the number one contender is to the NWA world title. That's right, folks. It's Jeff Hardy. He's taking on Monty Brown. And the winner is going to victory road. But guess what, guys? There's not just one featured match. There is a two. And yes, I am what? doing the two to two sweet sign, but it has nothing to do with potential outsiders. No, no, no. It is for the NWA World Tag Team Championships when one half of AMW, James Storm, is teaming up with one half of Triple X, Christopher Daniels. And guess what? Third, the tag team champions. When they're defending against Team Canada, and we don't know which two of the two uh, or which two of the members of Team Canada are going to be challenging. I'm hoping for uh, Rufy, uh, Ruffy, Silverstein, Ruffy, Rufy, Ruffy, Ruffy, Ruffy Silverstein. The newest member. The newest member. Uh, and maybe Giant Divine will come back from uh, getting stabbed. Who knows? But we do know it's not going to be Petey Williams because he's the X Division champion. So they probably wouldn't do that then. But Dallas, tonight, who do you got? Who is going to Victory Road? As the number one contender. Dude, I really want Monty Brown. But the fact that they're, they have, they've had this match before and Hardy beat him once before. That's right. Um, that concerns me. So, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I think... Do you think any of the guys from the other matches were getting involved? And by the other guys, I mean Abyss and Raven. Do you think they'll get involved? I would not be surprised, really. I mean, how do they... I don't know. I don't want that fuckery happening. But that's what happens. Right? right? Like, I don't want that bullshit. In fact, there was bullshit the first time these two faced off, so can we not do it this time? That's the almost... The, I think... I'm going to say no... Because if they do it, that makes me feel like we're going to do a multi-man match, and I don't think they were going that way. Oh, at the pay-per-view? You mean? Yeah, pay-per-view? yeah. I feel like if you get it too, like, fucking weird, then they're going to be like, okay, it's going to be a four-way match. And, like, I don't feel like we're going to do that. Well, that is something that they would do. And they love to do that to make tournaments absolutely meaningless. Um, okay, so you're th- okay. I'd say, here's what they're going to do. Okay, I got a feeling. We have a decent amount of time. Uh, we got a couple weeks left till the pay-per-view. We got to really milk this. <laughs> so I'm thinking they're going to do, this match is not going to end the way, it's not going to end with a, a winner. Then next week, we're going to have a four-way with all four guys from the tournament to truly determine. So the two losers even get another chance. 
to determine who gets to fight Jeff Jarrett. Then that will get messed up. So I'm going to do one more, another four-way. This time, there's a special referee, Dusty Rhodes, and then then we actually get a winner, and then they face Jeff Jarrett. Well, I would uh, none of that surprise me. That's what I mean. I don't want that to happen, but you know how they like to, to mess with us. Yeah, I do. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm really curious. I think I'm almost more interested in the the Team Canada getting a title shot on this show. I mean, that's kind of out of left field, especially this close to the pay-per-view. Is this, is this the solution for the problem we were just discussing last week? Instead of the Naturals? We have Team Canada win the titles, get it off the guys, and then we'll also, now we can do this four-way match at Victory Road? I think that's a very viable question, yeah. It could be. If not this week, when? But the thing is that, I mean, we got to keep in mind, Danielson Storm did, did not do good. I'd say, I'd even argue, they did worse than Primetime and Harris did as a team. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm very curious about that. But we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be finding out um, relating to that. Will anyone else show up like Piper came last week? Will we find out more hints about the Outsiders? I don't know. Are we going to find out more hints? Because Piper said he's going to bring somebody, right? Well, to Victory Road, but to Victory Road, potentially right. find out what that could mean. I don't know. I have no idea. It's more fun with all these questions that we got. Uh, and Bobby, you pretty much covered what happened last week. I mean, we know Hardy beat Abyss, which went eight minutes, 80 seconds, in case you wonder. Monty Brown beat Raven in 11 minutes, 43 seconds in the main event. And we also had a fun match between Styles and Roger Strong, where Styles, of course, won four minutes, 20 seconds. Uh, pretty short, man, the match, match-wise. And really, segment-wise, there was one where Team Canada beat down the champions. Through Life Crew got involved. Harrison Primetime came out. But really, besides that, we saw four video packages, four, announcing the total nonstop interaction VIP experiences. Bob, do you think we will break the record on this show? Will we see more than four video packages for that? Uh, no, I'm going to say that we'll see it. We'll see at least four. I crazy. would laugh. It's crazy, man. I would laugh if we see zero and then there is it's like it's dropped. That'd be so ridiculous. It's like no one did it. <laughs> so they're just like, no. After a week, they're like, you know what? No one really cares. We're not going to do this. Yeah, I do have some notes that we'll go to in a minute about that. Oh, great. Um. I mean, it's really, I don't think really think it's that much more information than we already have, but maybe it is. I can't remember. Um, I got a couple notes uh, pertaining to last week's show. Uh, a lot of it is actually dark match stuff again, and then I might have more. I can't remember, um, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get there. Um, so on the October 8th show, it was taped on October 5th, the crowd was considerably down, it's noted, even with the second appearance of Russ Rollins. Now, we did not see him. That was, of course, uh, not a thing. Uh, besides the title shot tournament, they had Roddy Piper's return. He said that he'd have the live Piper's pit on the pay-per-view where he would have a surprise guest. Yes, as Dave, I believe this is Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Uh, as he says, yes, just what they need on their first show when they need to get people to order to pay for a big name as a surprise. Uh, Jarrett said that he wants to bring the outsiders to Victory Road, but they still teased that they might come in with Russo. Off TV, they did a contract signing for the October 9th show 
between Rhodes and Rollins versus Bad and Jarrett match. It ended with Rollins going after Jimmy Hart, uh, but Jarrett and Bad gave Rollins a power bomb through a table. Fans were chanting, we want Sable at Bad. Uh, oh. They did. They did an angle on Explosion where Kid Cash beat on Rhodes until Killings made the save. And they said that Terry Funk would be at the pay-per-view and are teasing that he would actually be facing Dusty Rhodes. Now, but remember, actually, I think it's two weeks ago now, we did not see Terry Funk. We saw Hardy the Race. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the idea of... Uh... The idea of Dusty and Terry Funk at Victor Road makes a lot of sense. And I think that, I think to an extent it would be a draw. I don't think it would be a draw for me. Agreed. For other fans, I could say. Right. Uh, We also did hear the announcement about the 20-man gauntlet that will be happening, X-Division gauntlet at Victor Road, too. So we had a couple announcements kind of heading into that. So pretty cool stuff. Um, let's see where, where should we start here? I just want to make sure I don't think I have too many more notes. Oh yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. I got a couple things and I got one thing that's going to blow your mind, Bob. Oh, it's boy. an interview with someone and the things they say are pretty fucking wild. Who, and, is it kid cash? It is not kid cash. Damn it. Is he in TNA right now? Like, is he no. former star? Former um, star. No. Okay. Former We'll get there. We'll get there in a few minutes. I'm not saving that for the show. It's too long. I can't save it for during the show. Okay. 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 Um, okay so let's talk about a couple things here. Uh, Raven has got some heat on him for his match with Monty Brown on Impact, and that's because he either missed or ignored time cues, and they went too long. And there were people who thought that he was eating Monty Brown alive, and they apparently ended up editing quite a bit because of this. I think to elaborate, there's a little bit more on that as well. For This is with Raven? Yeah, so here's a longer form discussion about that. So uh, that was from Alvarez, but Dave kind of elaborates more uh, where there was some heat on him for the match. So Impact is taped live to tape, which means that they time it and do it like a live show. The Raven, who called the match as the veteran, went 40 seconds to a minute long, and they edited some things out of the show to make up for the missed time. Most notably, an NYC video package that nobody missed, of course. Uh, Bondi Brown was mad because he thought Raven called the match to make him look bad and took too much of it. Brown didn't come out looking like a championship contender, although some of the fault would be how long they booked a match for, since even if it ended on time, it was still too long for Brown, is what Dave says. Now, I don't think, I don't think that he made Brown look that bad, really. It definitely, there are some moments in the match that I did feel like were a little weird, but. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of the, because even against Jeff Hardy, I feel like there wasn't a lot of vulnerability with Monty Brown, but I, I know Raven did control a good portion of it. No, he did. Uh, yeah, he no, he definitely did. So, yeah, I mean, I think I could understand where Monty Brown is like, you know, trying to make me look bad and i do agree that it was probably longer than it should have been because like raven really doesn't have any direction since the sabu thing kind of fell apart you're trying to build up Monty brown as a serious threat and it goes like it was almost like 10 minutes wasn't it or eight minutes or something like that you probably could have cut that cut that right right yeah no that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah, I don't know. 
Well, he's in the number of contender match, so it is what it is, I yeah. guess. Well, Raven seems to like to get himself in trouble these days, I guess. I don't well, know. But, you know, another thing, too, is like Raven did do a clean job. Right. I mean, there was a, there's a little weird stuff going on uh, with the, you know, the referee, the chair shot and stuff, but yeah, I'd say it's still clean. I still count that. Uh, no, it definitely was a clean. Okay. Well, we will see what happens with that. Um, it's noted here that Roddy Piper was really down during his segment. Uh, uh, of course, you've talked a lot about the boss man, big boss man passing away. Um, and they also has, really have no idea who he's bringing in. Um, and it's it's just not finalized. Or sorry, they have an idea who they want. I misread, but it's not finalized. So, which to me means they still have no fucking idea who they're bringing in. Cause That's what it sounds like, yeah. It's TNA, right? Um. Let's see what else I got from about last week's show. Now, that might be most of this. I mean, well, we, we can talk about this because they talked about it. Um, here is the plan deal for Victor Road. So they are offering the package with the Q&A and autograph session on November 6th, the pay-per-view on November 7th, and a post-show pay-per-view party. This is $49. We heard it four times <laughs> on our last show. They're saying that $49 guarantees you to get into Victory Road, which Dave says, which sounds to me, if they can't sell out the 850 or so seats for a pay-per-view, they'll round up people at the park. So they're trying to get people essentially to, to pay, but you kind of get some bonus perks with that as well. Okay. Which I don't think is a bad idea, the way they're trying to work it. Um, no. I, I'm. I. I think. It's Do you think smart. they'd have a hard time filling that place for a pay per view? Not with the way they're trying to build for it. I feel like, but I'm saying like get rid like the after party stuff, whatever. If it's just hey, this is going to be a three hour nationally pay-per-view. televised pay per view. Yeah, I think they're a little worried because of recent attendance, but a lot of the recent downed attendance is because of hurricane shit. Hurricane, yeah. A lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. So I don't know. I don't really think it'd be that bad, but I guess what do I know? Um, we did see a very weird segment. I'm trying to find my note about it, about them kind of knocking the the uh, ring of other people. Yeah, six sides is fun, or six is better or something like that. Yeah, basically, like, yeah. It was kind of a weird, very weird segment. Uh, okay. Jimmy Hart was among those who thought that the new TNA promo where they called competition square for working a four-sided ring was stupid. His argument that it was burying the competition, uh, his argument was that burying the competition or even mentioning them was a big mistake that WCW made way too often. Mm -hmm. I was pretty thinking that it's kind of silly. Um, This is kind of a follow-up deal uh, about the whole Jeff Hardy situation. Uh, so last week we talked about him no showing the previous week. Well, uh, Hardy did never return a call after no showing that for sure. So we got that confirmed. After not hearing from Jeff, they called apparently they called Matt Hardy, uh, who was at home rehabbing his knee at this time. Which ironically enough, this is a funny side story because when I read this, as a kid I met Matt Hardy, and he had like a brace on. I think it was around this time. Really. Yeah, and it was at it was at our fair, and he had the and he was right after like Kane choke slammed him off the stage from the way. Dude, I remember this way too vividly. 
And I met him and he had the brace on. So I think it was around this time. He was still in WWE? Matt? Yeah. I mean, he was not on TV because he was had surgery, but... I thought he got fired. No, I don't think so. But um, basically, Matt was the inter- uh, intermediary and apologized for his brother not calling. They finally got a hold of Jeff, who gave the excuse that he was said to be beyond lame, but they accepted it because it's see no evil, hear no evil in DNA. As it turns out, the Orlando crowd turned against him in his match against Abyss, which he they, Dave says wasn't very good. Which I don't know if I really noticed, but... Uh, I noticed that they were cheering for Abyss. You did? Okay. Yeah, I didn't I make note of it when we were talking? You might have. Maybe you did. I don't know, Bob. It's been a long week since we watched the show, so, I mean, I'm having a hard time remembering. Okay, Dallas. Yeah. This is funny. So I'm looking up Matt Hardy here on Wikipedia. So he got chokeslammed on August 23rd. 2004. Dude, that's wild. So this is dis- that's disgusting about your memory there. Wow. He was though. <laughs> that's so crazy. With, along with his friend Rhino, he would be fired on April 11th, 2005. Okay. So when you met him, he was still in WWE. Right. Just off TV. I'm dude. I'm telling you, I remember him getting choke slammed, and because as a kid, 2004. I mean, I'm pretty young. He, uh, I was like, oh my god, like the injuries are real. Like, he's got the brace on it. He had crutches. Dude, it was like, that kind of shit as a kid was, like, crazy to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, dude, Kane really fucked him up. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was probably days after that I met him. I don't know the exact date, but. Well, I the, mean, if, if it was at the fair, that's got to be around late, late August, August, September, early September. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Crazy. That's funny. He's like, I got chokes and I still have to make this public appearance. <laughs> yeah. A free signing, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else I got here, man. Um, well, we already talked about Terry Funk. There's a different note about it, but basically it's just the same the same shit. Yeah, if they were to wrestle, I mean, it would not be a good match, but I understand the name power and stuff, why they would okay. Right. Uh, let me get this one out of the way, because it's not long, but it's it's more than I... We probably need, really need to discuss on the topic, but um, there's lots of news. Uh, sorry, this is this is Alvarez kind of playing catch up. So he says there's lots of news, but he said he thinks that the biggest story is Russo's departure from the company or soon to be departure from the company. Um, his final days day is scheduled to be Victory Road, which we talked about, and apparently this is legitimate. Now he claims that he'll be devoting full time to his ministry work, and he has in fact opened up a website. Yes, that's right. Vince Russo forgiven.com. No, it is not still live. It is not still active. But if you go on the Wayback Machine, you can check it out. Wow. Uh, and the other day, he sent out a mass email to people, and uh, Alvarez says that he was disappointed beyond all reason that I was not on the list. And he says that it reads, quote, Dear friends, I felt compelled to write you to ask you to visit Vince Russo forgiven.com and contribute to praising the one and only, <laughs> the only one that matters in our life. Thanks, Vince. Um, and he also notes that according to recent updates section, there will be there is not only a Vince view Vince's view column, but a daily devotion that is posted well every few days or so. Um, the site also claims that he'll be doing personal appearances too. Quote: Vince Russo is now taking invitations to events, speaking arrangement or engagements, 
and public appearances. Please visit our, please, yeah, please, Jesus Christ, I hate these typos in here. Please visit our events section to find out more on how to have Vince Russo come to your church or events. Uh, in that contact, man, in case you're interested in having Vince Russo speak at, you know, your local church, is a man by the name of Wilson DeJesus. What? Yeah. Uh, and Jesus? it goes. No, maybe, but it's. Spelled I don't know. Jesus, yeah. But it's also like the D, the DE space. G, like oh, it's, okay. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, and it kind of. There's some more, but honestly, that's about all you need to know about that. <laughs> the only way that I would uh, try to get Russo to my church is if. You know, when sometimes people make that grand entrance, there's like a music playing or whatever. Yeah. He has to walk out to f -f fuck you in a f -f 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 fuck you. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love that. And he has um, to have a he has to have a sports entertainment extreme shirt on. Yes, definitely. Uh, I will say during today's show we will talk about more people who are finished up with the company. Um, and we also have um, some. I'm going to see some more Terry Funk news. We'll talk about during the show as well as. Um, you know, maybe a kid cash update. Maybe I'll save that during the show. Oh, it's God. a pretty minor one. It's not as exciting, but okay. um, there's a bunch of fun stuff I am saving for the show. So we will we'll get there. I'm just trying to find out some more stuff here. Okay, so that Monster Bash, or I believe it's Miss Monster Bash or something, this match that ended up happening with Russ Rollins, Dusty Rhodes, Johnny B. Bad, and Jeff Jarrett, it happened on October 9th. We are on October 15th here. So uh, it drew a police estimated 10,300 people wow. to deal with three wrestling matches and a lot of other activities. So it's not just wrestling, but watching this area right. at the event was that many people. They had Jarrett and Johnny B. Bad versus DJ Russ Rollins and Dusty Rhodes, and Jimmy Hart managed the heels. Rollins and Bad juiced, and they even went through tables. Uh, yeah, finish, I have to watch this match. Dude, yeah, it sounds wild. The match saw after a ref bump, Hart throw Jarrett's guitar into the ring <laughs> over the head of Jarrett. Rollins got it and used it. Hart then ran into the ring, ripped off his shirt, and had a referee shirt underneath, and then counted as Rollins scored the pin. Uh, then put on a monster's ring jacket and ended up as a babyface. Yeah. Uh, the Rollins, the, sorry, the whole Rollins-Hart connection uh, was something set up by the late Zane Bresloff in WCW. Uh, also, Johnny Fairplay is brought in to wrestle two women. As it turned out, both women were drinking heavily before the match, but I guess everyone survived. Uh, and Fairplay walked out after they did a few quick spots. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wow. wild. Um, I have actually let me do this one first. Uh, I do have a, a very interesting story about Jarrell Clark that we will get to in just a second, and it's a little more long form, or else I would have saved that as well. But you're going to be pretty surprised to hear about that one. Uh, the Tina Gut Check at the Atlanta Fitness Expo took place on October 8th and October 9th. We saw actually a, a, a commercial for that on our last episode. That was, was said to be a disappointment. They apparently had slots for 100 men and 100 women to try out since this was a big national bodybuilding and fitness convention. And there was, uh, I, there was a time not all that many years ago when tons of bodybuilders and fitness women wanted to be pro wrestlers. 
After all the weeks of TV advertising, they had about 30 men and three women interested. And a lot of the guys were already indie pro wrestlers, including, you ready for this, Bob? You might know some of these guys. I know. Okay. I don't think any of them. Okay. Oh, no, I know. Well, no, I don't think I know any. Anyway, uh, including Hawk Yunkins of Tough Enough 3. Hey, I know Hawk. There you go. Scott, Scott Starr from Memphis. Brad Martin from Ontario and Carolina's Indies. Carolina Indies Crazy K. There's also you Tank. know Crazy K. Do I know Crazy K? That one I sounds kind of familiar. I think you've seen Crazy K before. Okay. Uh, also, Tank Lewis and Jesse Lee were there. Okay, so Hawk. I remember like liking Hawk on Tough Enough. Crazy maybe, K. Yeah, I know Hawk. I don't know. If you saw him, you probably like. Oh, okay, I remember him. He was okay. on yeah Tough Enough three. They said right. Yep. Yeah, you would like him. Um, Crazy K. I want to say he is like buddies with like the Hardys and Shannon Moore and stuff like Omega stuff. Oh, okay. He was he was on a few of the uh, Hermie Sadler UWF. Okay. Cool. Cool. So. Okay. Um. Also from TNA, they had some people there, of course, probably watching these guys and stuff. We had AJ Styles, our buddy Rick Santel, Matt Catalano. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind. Rick Santel is watching these guys, like, and judging yeah, man. them? Yeah, man. The legend uh, of Rick Santel. The legend of Rick Santel. Matt Catalano, Bart Sawyer, Walt Wilson, and Jeff Hammond as well. Uh, and there's also some Atlanta-based wrestlers, which, you know, should also sound familiar. Uh, David Young, Glenn Gilberti, Don Harris, and Johnny Swinger were also there. And I don't have – I mean – we can read this all if you really want to, but uh, I kind of skipped around here. But basically, Hawk was the center of attention, but not in a good way, as he was awful in the fitness drills. Plus, he was said to have worn an embarrassing-looking outfit. Uh, Scott Demore, Elix Skipper, Trinity, and Jerry Lynn ran everything. That's kind of a fun group. I like that. Yeah, uh, that, that, that Hawk description doesn't surprise me, because I believe on the show, like he had on Tough Enough, he has a, like a really good personality. And stuff like that, but when it comes to his physical endurance, it's not very good. And his attitude might be a little off as well. Gotcha. Um, I didn't like highlight this because I wasn't really going to mention it, but you're probably wondering who won. So uh, basically, a lot of people ended up dropping out and stuff. Everyone cut good promos, uh, or cut, sorry, cut promos, but weren't good. <laughs> I misread that one. Uh, only two women were left by the end. So, mind you, there's only three. Uh, with the winner being Jamie D, who is a Michigan independent wrestler who has a resemblance to Trinity and who DeMore probably knew in that scene. But she was said to have been the deserving winner as she was a hell of an athlete. Neither Crazy K nor Star ended up making it to the final three in Bolin one. I don't know who Bolin is. I don't even know if we just said that name. So, is uh, it John, John Bolin? John Bolin. Yep, I got that right there. Yep, John Bolin, uh, who was... Uh, one of the bodybuilders, or it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, with Martin, who has worked in the past for Demore Border City Wrestling, finishing second. So there's another guy who Demore knew. Uh, Star was apparently furious, having driven from Mississippi because he was he was the best at most of the in-ring drills. It was noted how interesting it was that they picked the bodybuilder when TNA product isn't about bodybuilding muscles. Uh, the winner got $4,000, plus will be trained at the TNA Asylum Gym. Hmm. As you know, so a gym you hear 
a lot about. All the time. All the time. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this Mikey, or sorry, well, I guess Mikey Bats is involved. The Jarrell Clark story I got here. And then I think, I don't want to speak too soon, but then I might have my, my heavy hitter for you. Let me just. I go. am waiting for this heavy fucking hitter, but go well, ahead. I got a couple other small things before that, but. Okay, no, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let's do Jarrell Clark. So uh, apparently this is a known story because Dave says, here is the Clark story. I have not heard mention of this yet in any notes, but I, yeah, I haven't either. at the September 28th taping, he and Mikey Batch beat David Young and Lex Levette when he pinned Levette after hitting his 630. Now, many in the company thought that he had changed the finish as the original finish was supposed to be a roll up. They wanted to protect Levette because there have been thoughts about doing something with him down the line. I'm going to pause there and say no one's watching Explosion, you're probably fine, but I get it. Uh, Terry Taylor. Well, not- because they, they wanted him maybe to be part of like the new church, right? That's one of the rumors, yeah. One of the rumors, yeah. Okay. Uh, Terry Taylor, not knowing the finish was a roll-up or any of this, told him that he could do the 630. He never went back to management or the original agent to clear it. Supposedly, as retribution, management told Michael Shane and Kazarian and Tracy to work very stiff with him on October 5th. Or this is the taping, so the explosion taping. You ready for this? This is wild to me. Clark came out of the match with one broken rib and two cracked ribs from very hard chops and kicks to the chest from a hard kick by Kazarian. Uh, Clark, showing his lack of savvy, then came home and didn't tell the story, but did address a lot of this on his website, saying that he was feeling dejected and listed a bunch of lessons he learned at the show the day before, including don't get on the massage table, uh, that if a second agent changes what the first agent did, make sure to report to the first agent. He also said that he was reprimanded for getting in more than two moves in a hot tag and said, quote, everyone knows what's going on but you, in reference to the fact that a lot of the wrestlers, as well as their as well as tag partner Bats, uh, knew about retribution coming in the match, and he had no idea. He went to the doctor after the show and told him he needed to take some time off and let his ribs heal. So naturally, because he needed the money, he's not taking any time off, including working some indie dates. Now, I'm sure if you were to ask any of these agents or whatever, they're going to be like, we never said retribution, stiff shots, whatever. Or they'll be like, it was a different time, whatever. Uh, It's not Jarrell's fault if these agents or whatever are not communicating with each other of what they're doing, I would have probably done the same thing. Drew Clark did. If if my first agent said, Hey, it's a roll up. I'd be okay. And if the second agent or whatever comes up to me and says, Hey man, you know what? You can, you can do your six thirty or whatever. It is not my responsibility to then go back to the first guy and be like, Hey, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Is it this or that? They need to talk to each other. That's se- if anything, the second agent shouldn't even be getting involved in it. And then he would just he just would have done a roll up. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation, right? Yeah, like, they don't want to take responsibility, so they put it on Jarrell Clark, and then they're like, "Hey, stiff him up, yeah. work stiff with him," and then you fucking get him hurt. Cracked ribs and whatever—that's injury. That's a that's a personal injury case right there. That if I wasn't smart, I mean, like that you're intentionally getting somebody hurt. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was really sounds, surprised to read this. It sounds like a lawsuit to me. 
Not necessarily on Kazarian, but on Panda. They, you guys were putting me in an unsafe work environment. We were literally telling people to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty that weird. Isn't, I mean, that isn't the name of the game here. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, really. I don't... It's notes like that that I don't really like. Yeah, I was really surprised, like I said. I was like, whoa. And, and, they're try- and, and you're making it sound like they're trying to protect Lex Lavette. I'm going to say Lex Lavette one one more time, and I'm going to pause for 10 seconds, and then I want somebody to tell me their favorite Lex Lavette match in TNA. So uh, Lex Lavette. Versus Jeff Jarrett. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? I know, I know. It's silly. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens uh, with Gerald Clark here in the future. And that I'm not intending but. that as a shot at Lex Lavette. But that just shows you the planning there in TNA. It was like we we want to protect this guy, Lex Levette. And then you don't do it. Like you, what? Nothing was done. Any yeah. plans for them that have been right. brought up? I don't think ever happened. Right. Well. Uh, that's pretty shitty, but we'll see we'll see where that continues, I guess, as we move forward if it anything else comes of it. Yeah. Um, I got two more quick notes, and then I got the I got the heavy hitter before we talk about explosion and get into the show. And then I got even more good notes to talk about during the show. So I hope there is seventeen hy- hype ups for the total nonstop interaction again. Well, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, there's a, the story that Russo agreed to work until they could finish up his storyline aren't true, and in fact, the the those in the company says he specifically slayed, stated that he was done at the pay per view. So he's not just staying to finish any storylines; he's just done at the pay per view. Okay. Um, now we've talked about the best damn sports show period or the BDSSP, as I just learned last week, um, the current deal with the, cause it would TNA and them, cause they're looking at doing this wrestling week, but TNA wouldn't be a part of the entire week. Now the person putting it together is from New York and wanted to use stars that he grew up on, like Bruno San Martino types as guests. The Wednesday show of the week, probably the Wednesday before the pay-per-view, but this isn't finalized is planned, uh, as being a TNA show. So there might be, you guys might have an extra episode coming up. Great. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. Are you ready for this one? This is, uh, this is pretty wild to me. So I said it was a former, a former uh, TNA star. And it's one I actually really like. It's Joe Legend. Wow. He did a scathing interview at new, news, newscot.com. Or newscott.com, depending how you want to read it. Uh, ripping apart Jeff Jarrett, TNA, and WWE. Whoa, what? Yeah, you. it's it's even worse than you think. Holy shit, okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about the WWE stuff. It does not affect our what we're watching. So. Hey, he's just Joe. Just Yeah, but we don't watch that. Um, he, he goes on to say, TNA was a disaster and a prime example of having my good nature taken advantage of. He says, Jeff Jarrett promised me many things in order to entice me to come back to Canada and work in Nashville for him. And that lying scumbag broke his word on everyone. Money, gimmick, push, bookings, absolutely everything was a complete lie. And I consider him the lowest form of life in this world. Uh, He notes that he was just in Switzerland on a show, which Bob talked about, that I had gotten Jeff booked for last year before he showed his true colors. And I had every intention of kicking five shades of crap out of him in the locker room. I had no intention of hiding my feelings and told several of the others to just play stay, please stay out of my way 
uh, while we had it out or stay out of it while we had it out. Jeff ended up canceling out the last minute due to his wife and her problems with cancer. And he notes, Joe Legend said this in an interview. Normally, I would have said that the Dirty Snake just wanted to no-show the event to keep his the deposit that was sent several months ago. And I'm the last one to sympathize, sympathize with Jeff for any misery he may endure. But even I can understand him staying with his wife is such a difficult time for her. Truthfully, I wish no ill, wish her no ill will and pray for a speedy recovery for her. Marrying Jeff is more than enough pain in her life, and she deserves no more. The real tragedy is that the cancer got her and not Jeff, or that coward piece of garbage, Dutch Mantel. Holy shit. Yeah, and he's got one more quote here before you totally react to this. And he says, he also called the company a second-rate backyard promotion that masquerades itself as professional. Uh, they have all the great talent in the world, and they bury it up, or they bury it to build up Jeff, a no-talent hack who has gotten by solely due to his father's connections. <laughs> Is that a uh, fucking wild interview or what? Yeah, I was not expecting that to be about Joel Legend. No. And and Dave kind of, oh. Dave is the shortened version of that, which he basically can't believe it. <laughs> a lot of cruel things said. Um, but basically he... He pretty much says, you know, it's it's not really appropriate the stuff he said involving his wife and everything, which you know is pretty it's pretty fucking harsh, man. Yeah. I mean, so like any time that we've heard from from Joe Legend on on Twitter, I mean, if you really if we kind of really think about it, he's always like put over the guys that he worked with, not the company. That's a good point. Yeah. So. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, I uh, it was it was a lot, man. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. Yep. Not really much else to say about that. I guess I don't know. It's there. That's where it was. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Um, but I guess on that note, we can we can switch our focus. Okay, so so here I just did something. Oh, you okay? So I, and there's only two things. So I went to, I just went to Joey Legend's page. And I uh, just typed in TNA because you can, I search on his thing, TNA. And there's two tweets. Both of these are from 2014. He's replying to somebody about, you know, meeting, I believe it was Kevin Northcutt. Let's see here. And uh, he goes, Kevin is a great guy, underappreciated talent. TNA used us all wrong, but to be fair, I can't name too many. They didn't. Mm. Right. And then there's another one on the same day in which he says, uh, got good heat in uh, one of the only regular teams, quote unquote, in TNA. Instead of pushing us, used us to try to push other guys who didn't need it. So he... At least in 2014, it's notable that he's, like, a little annoyed. Right. With how that went. I'm going to type in Jarrett. There's nothing for Jarrett. So, he's at least not publicly really, since then, at least on Twitter, uh, talk trash about TNA or anything. Right. I am very surprised, though, that he 
And he said that. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, that's my final note before we get into the show, but um, I do have to talk about Explosion quick. And there actually was one dark match, too, that happened, but uh, Explosion number 99, at least according to Cage Match, it was taped on whatever day this show was taped on. Uh, October 12th, and it aired on October 16th, 2004, um, and it took place after Impact. It's kind of crazy uh, that they tape them after, but um, there was one dark match that did not take place, at least according to my Observer notes, uh, in uh, Explosion, unless it aired later on. And that was Sonny Siaki defeating Dallas. Uh, the other matches that took place here, we have Abyss defeating Nate Webb. Johnny Swinger and Glenn Gilberti are back, and they defeat Mikey Batts and Jarrell Clark. Frankie Kazarian and Michael Shane defeated Brian Gamble and Mark Stevens. Chris Harris and James Storm team back up to defeat Kid Romeo and Roger Strong. And then AJ Styles won a three-way match over Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Wow. So not a bad episode of uh, Explosion there, if you ask me. I think that sounds pretty dang good. That sounds really good, yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I guess that means it's time then for us to watch Impact, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely time, dude. It's time to continue on that victory road. I bet everyone can't wait till I stop saying that shit. I was just going to say, you love saying that sentence. I do, I do. It's, it's like, dude, it's so perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. It is the October 15th, 2004 edition of NWATNA Impact, where tonight we will find out who is, in fact, going to victory road to challenge the NWA champion, Jeff Jarrett. And then, of course, the tag team title match. Daniels in Storm to take on Team Canada, whoever may be the combination of that group. So we've got a lot here today. So I'm going to come down from three, and when I say play, that's when I'm going to, that's when you are going to want to watch along with us, whether it be on Impact Plus or in your own personal collection. Or you can just listen along as we live react, whichever works for you. Here we go. Three, two, one. This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. We'll do what we've always done. Team Canada, what are they doing? Roofy. So we're getting a highlight package about what happened last week, Team Canada's big attack and stuff. You know, nothing mind-blowing crazy here, but, you know, it's a TV show now. We're not watching pay-per-views. We can't get as mad about it. That's right. I'm ready for some video packages on this episode, Bob. I got some pretty fun stuff to talk about during them. Why don't we yeah, give, give it, it to him then? Talk to the personal agenda of Dusty Rhodes. Harley Race was so frustrated. 
So they are definitely teasing the Terry Funk situation here. I hope it doesn't fall through like it did last time. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely expecting it to happen. Well, I mean, that's the worst, too. Is like when you even, if you put any uh, TV time behind something and then it, it just falls through, it's just like a complete waste. Right. Come on, right. Ed, Someone's getting hit with a guitar after the number one contender match, for sure. Someone's going to get hit by a car? Guitar. Oh, guitar. That suck. From stage 21 in Universal Studios. Total non-step action and wrestling and burn. Oh my god, do the song. Song sucks. It just does. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of bitching about it, but it sucks. Yeah. They still got Sabu in the intro there, which is interesting. Well, maybe he's coming back. I don't have any crowd numbers again. Sorry. I'm going to say that there is 35 people there then. No, it looks pretty good. They're not hiding it very, like, trying to hide it, I don't feel like, as much. 35. Look at all our sweet laser lights. Oh, oh and we're oh. starting off with Mountain Brown. Are we really? Look what side he's coming out on, Bob. The face side. Or maybe I got that wrong. Maybe this is the heel side. Well, the left side is the heel side. That looks like he's the right side. I thought the other side was the heel side, too, but... I can't tell. Now I'm doubting myself. Oh, let's see. The other side has the cool things on it. I thought those were for the bad guys. Now I don't remember. I can't tell what side that is. No, dude, you can't. He came from the left. Left side. Left of the hard cam. Right, which is the heel side. Okay. Well, which would make sense because he's fighting Jeff, so they probably want Jeff to be the face. Well, right. Oh, he's got the words in the sign again. I don't really think his like dancing works as well with this song, to be honest with you. Probably not. He's he's been laying off the glow paint. He doesn't look like diarrhea again. Like he did a few weeks ago. Yeah, that green paint was pretty bad. Go down. 
This is a pretty big match here. Monty Brown versus Jeff Hardy. The winner goes on to Victory Road to face off against Jeff Jarrett. 15-minute time limit, just like the other tournament matches. Here we go, dude. Wait. We're going to hear from Roddy Piper again? Reflecting on his many years in the pit? Probably a pre-tape. Oh, I'm sure it's a pre-tape, yeah. Larry Zabisco's here again. Scott Demore's barred from ringside for the tag team title match. Wow. Oh, all the other members of the teams are also barred. So Harris, primetime, and the whoever is not fighting in Team Canada. Hmm. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff we just heard right there. That's right. The timer running up in the, what do they call that bar again, Bob? The Fox Box. The Fox Box, right up at the top. Monty Brown cheating, pulling the hair, wrenching that arm now of Jeff Hardy. Rudy Charles is like, are you tapping out, you little bitch? Speaking of uh, Rudy Charles, I, uh, I watched The Clash of the Castle or whatever. You did? The main event. Okay. And uh, Rudy Charles was on there. Um, dude, I'm so proud of Rudy Charles. He ran really out. He ran Dan out. Dan Angler. Uh, yeah, I, he ran out with uh, Theory because Theory was gonna do a cash. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> just the way that he was running. He was like just scooting around. <laughs> but then Theory got knocked out by Tyson Fury or whatever, so it was pretty funny. But I was like, holy shit, Rudy Charles, the main event. That's pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I actually, I heard that show was pretty good. I heard it was so good. I'm going to try to watch it. Uh, I like I said, I only watched most of the minute. Oh. There's a bit. Watching from. Actually, I know where he is. He's behind one of the entrance things. What is this? Raven. Yeah. Oh my god, Raven's up in the fucking rafters. That was a cool shot. Yeah. I like that. I like how Raven like lives in the rafters. I think it makes sense. I like it. Stealing Sting's gimmick. The Bowery. The Bowery, of course. Back from commercial, we have nine minutes and 50 seconds left in the match. Oh, I thought they were saying something else happened. But yeah, uh, Hardy has got control. We're getting back in the rings. Hardy has turned the matchup around. Are we going to go for the pounce? No, a fucking sleeper hold. But you know what? He's prepping... For the Jeff Jarrett title match. This makes sense. Yeah, he was paying attention to the scouting report. <laughs> hey, you can't pull the hair. Rudy Charles, he's not about to tell him that, though. No. I want Hardy to go for a swanton and midair get hit with a pounce. Get hit with a pounce? Midair. Mid-air. Yeah. Hardy did a jawbreaker. Whips. Monty Brown against ropes. Comes back. Sling blade. Nice. He drives him down to the canvas. Going for the insiguri. Oh, no. He turned the arm around. Ducks close on by Brown. Kicks him. No, it's not really an insiguri. It's like that kick. Great kick by Hardy, he says. 
Basement dropkick mm-hmm. in the corner. Stole that from Frank Kazarian. No big deal. Well, I feel That's like... Closing. Oh, sleeper hard... old too by Jeff Hardy. Dude, they know what they're doing. Is Jeff Hardy seeming like he's starting to move a little slower here? Or is that just me? Oh, he is. Yeah. We're both getting a little gas, maybe. Back suplex by Monty Brown. I mean, how many? I mean, Hardy hasn't really had that many matches, and certainly not singles. And to be fair, a lot of Monty Brown's matches are about two minutes long. That's right. Twist of Fate? No. Oh my God, he hit it. No way. Come on. Look how long he's taken, though. No, but I thought, he, I thought maybe he was going to go to the Swan Thumb. Yeah, kick out of the, the secondary finisher first. Of course. Oh, was that a low blow? blow? That was definitely a low blow. Come on, Charles. I knew oh, it. shit. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You did not see that coming? Rudy Charles was, was literally was leaning in. I was looking at Hardy. I wasn't paying attention to the ref. Oh, my God. He was literally leaning into the so that, like, that lane, that elbow lane. Mm. It was so obvious. Oh, he's down. Hardy's about to go for a swanton. He hits it. Yeah, he hit that pretty good, too. Come on, ref. Charles is down. Somebody's going to be coming out. Who Here comes Abyss. Abyss. Still angry about losing last week. Black Hole Slam. Boom. The movie probably should have hit last week, and he would have won, maybe. Now, Monty Brown does not like when other people get in his business, by the way. I mean, it's very known. Abyss goes after him. Ducks the clothesline, though. Oh, here we go. The pals! Oh, my gosh. The abyss went flying. Wait, don't even get Hardy up. Just run against the rope and hit him with it. Yeah. What was he going to do with the alpha bomb? Wait, Raven! Oh, man. With a chair to the back. That bastard. Even flow, Easy, Raven boom, effect. Raven effect. Even flow. Oh, Monty, you got to stay down. Fuck, Jeff had to go back. Jeff had to get back in. Just Another twist of fate. Wait, no! He pinned him with a twist of fate. And yeah, dude, okay. Yeah, but did you notice? Monty Brown kicked out. Everyone kicked out. Probably because he was like the finish is supposed to be the swan tom. Right. Dude, that was weird. So it is definitely supposed to be a swan tom. They probably should have did the twist of fate and just hit the swan tom anyway. Yeah, you could have just hit the twist of fate and then hit the swan tom quick. Well, Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett, dude. Dusty Rhodes backstage with Shane Douglas looking like a pastor. He is excited, though. I'm dying to note dust. What up in the ante means? Let's hear. Wait, Russo. What ante are you upping? You're overstepping your bounds. Hey, do you think the color of their shirt means anything? Like the white's good and Russo's black is bad? Yeah, it's definitely on purpose. Let's clarify what happened to Larry Zibisco last week. Let's get one thing straight. I won the show around here. Look at Dusty. 
He's looking like, not for long. Look at Shane. He's just shifting his eyes. He's like, oh, oh, oh. You brought in the Three Stooges Championship Committee. They're driving me out of TNA. Let the people vote who can run this company better, me or you. You really think for one minute, one second, that you can think you do a better job than me? I don't think about it long. I know I can. What's this music playing in the background still? I don't know. Oh, it's a theme song. Just a long version. November 7th. It's election year. Sounds perfect to me. They're going to let the people vote. They want you as DOA, they can have you. So, I'm Dusty Rhodes, and I approve this message. So, this looks like the way that we are going to give Russo out. Essentially, the fans are going to vote him out. I mean, who would really vote for Russo at this point? There's no reason to. Well, we're seeing a Petey Williams thing here. He's in action next. And here's a video package, so, about the X Division gauntlet. Um, so, Bob, you'll be glad to hear that the ESPN Classics Canada announced that beginning October 6th, they, they were going to be airing all the TNA two-hour pay-per-view starting from episode one way back of June of 2002. Shows will air from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern and chroni chronicle the heights of the Vince Russo insanity. Hey, Jarrell Clark. Hey, I got a note about him, too. Well, kind of. Wait, four more names going to be announced. Shark Boy, Chad Collier from Chad the Elite Guard, Collier. Amazing Red. Oh, Sanjay Dutt making there his return. Go. Speaking of X Division guys, including Jarrell Clark and Petey Williams, who's in action next. Petey and Jarrell will be representing TNA at the NWA 56th anniversary show on October 16th in Winnipeg. Who's this? Jason Picaro. That's a new one. Welcome to TNA. Uh, let's see here if there's anything for. Uh, all right. Yeah, there is actually one. Um, Petey Williams teamed up with Eric Young on October 9th in a losing effort against America's Most Wanted. For USACW, which is USA Championship Wrestling, at the Tennessee Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Let's see if there's anybody else that we would know. Chad Collier was on that show, and he wrestled Cassidy Riley to a 25-minute time limit draw. Chris Saban and Joy Matthews had a match. And then also Chris Vaughn and James Storm defeated the Naturals on that show. Wow. Which I'm sure would be uh, maybe in James Storm's indie notes there, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, that's all there is for this match. PD, PD, PD. Oh, went for a sunset flip powerbomb, but PD Williams is not going to let that happen. He hits a leg drop instead. 
Oh, more beating the shit out of him. He's like, I can't be out here later, so I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy quick. <laughs> he laughs about it. A jerk. Going for the destroyer? Wait, Demore says no, like we talked about. Wait. Oh. Going for Styles Clash. Mind games. Oh. oh. One, two. There we go. That's a three. Good for him. Maybe he even does it better than AJ. Is more flashing him? What is happening? Oh, my God. He was covering up because Petey Williams has AJ Styles' like entrance jacket. And he just That's like, funny. Hey, here he is. AJ's fired up. Hey, the Fox Sports Net logo from the Fox box is stuck on the screen. Yeah, it is. Holy oh. shit. You don't really ever catch him very well. What's up with that? Give me my ring jacket back. Is that where it went? I needed that back. Whoa. Whoa. Victoria, three weeks away. Three Life Crew. They're looking to make an impact next. Oh, what's this? Oh my god, look at the website. Dude, wow. that's bringing back some memories. Okay, so they're doing a preview again, so I got more notes for you. But at least three of the more heavily pushed guys are talking openly about going to WWE when their contract expire or frustration with the company. What? There's clearly a lack of faith in the company's future. Uh, several wrestlers this week were openly talking because at the TV this past week, managers was talking about how the TV rating was rising, when a lot of the wrestlers realized that is not the case. I don't have names, but. You know, I feel like if it was me, I would kind of have more faith in the company. Because like now we finally have TV and now we're going on monthly pay-per-views. Right. I feel like it's a positive trend. More match graphics here between Williams and Daniels. Or sorry, P. Williams and AJ Styles. Blech. Um, uh, Speaking of Victory Road, though, as of this point, there are plans for a Mexican mini single match on the pay-per-view. Featuring Masquerita Sangrada. His opponent hasn't been decided upon. The original Espectri... I don't even know how to say this. Espectrito was talked with, but he said that he had a prior booking he couldn't get out of. As we are seeing another NYC white package. That really didn't tell us anything. Coming soon. They were just looking into the camera intently. These guys. Okay, that looks like Nate Webb. Yep, Spider Nate Webb. Stevens. And John. I don't. I missed his last name. I like Eric Stevens. He's good. 
three live crew. Oh, great. Three live crew. They're going to lose to the hottest uh, babyface group in the company. To be Jizzle. Sizzle, sizzle. Bob, I still got a bunch of announcements left for you. Um, well, then what are you waiting for? I don't know, I guess. I'm just... Where are my dogs at? Where are they at? ABG, hey, feel this shirt. That's enough. I wonder who you said the top three people are getting pushed in the company. Well, it just says three top people. Three top people. Let's go. Children of all ages. What? He said, hold up. The soon to be NWA. Oh, hold up. Third Life Crew is doing the same dang do. We're definitely heading to a four-way tag match. He really shouldn't be cutting a promo with a wad of gum in his mouth. Not one, not two, but the Three Life Crew. And then... Uh, the other guys here uh, just go right after him. This guy Web, singlet is so Stevens loose. And Fedio, Fedio, John Fedio. Uh, his singlet, John's, is very, very loose. He can barely fit into a singlet. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah. Well, I guess since we already saw him, I'll just. He's a that. small guy. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, very small. Um, Scott Demore announced on the Joe. A. Hello's No Holds Barred radio show in Winnipeg that TNA has closed a deal for Impact to air every Monday at 4 p.m. starting on November 8th. These will be episodes that air on Friday in the U.S., so uh, it would be the first time Canada has gotten up-to-date TNA on a regular TV. It's a six-week deal and will be renewed based on ratings. Jarrett will be going on Off the Record. It's another show. The week uh, before to probably promote the debut of that. Okay, that was a fast match. Nothing happened. Michael Rosenberg. Off the record. I'm not surprised that match was uh, very quick. It's me, the beat chisel. What a surprise Jeff Jarrett got in a promo with Shane Douglas. Wow. Didn't expect to see him. Just kidding. Up in the ante. How's he going to up the ante? What are we going to do? Paint our face and have a clown match? Stand under a black light? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to know what Hardy's into when he's not wrestling. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm into being the best in the world. Wait, Jeff, one more question. 
Did you just say Hogan's been here? Yeah. Well, he hasn't. Sting's been here. He's an outsider. Who are we talking about? Let's be real. There's only two real outsiders. That's Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. He's got good news and bad news. What? They just announced Scott Hall coming in and he's on Jeff Jarrett's side. Bad news is on Kevin Nash. He wants to go on the other side. That's not what they say, Jeff. They don't say the bigger they are, the farther they fall. It's It's harder. harder. (laughs) Welcome to Planet Jarrett. He's just giving him a global warming warning. Okay, whoa, Bob. That's a major news-breaking thing there. Scott Hall's coming in to be with Jared, but apparently Kevin Nash is on the other side. Wow. Well, with two coming in, Bob, we uh, we lost two. It's official. CM Punk and Julio De Niro are finished up because their contract expired and they will not be renewed. Dallas, we have not seen them <laughs> since, like, March. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were no plans for them uh, for Punk, and he was never used after getting that fight with Teddy Hart and several months back at the local area diner following the show. Six points of it. I know. I knew you were going to love that one. I can't believe that they were technically under contract for seven more months. We're at the GNC show of strength. A new genesis, a new beginning here. So we're just doing six points of impact here. Let's see what else I got for you during this. I have a note from Larry Zabisco interview where he just talked about Impact, saying that it was a great show and that the FSN ratings are better than the than what WWE was doing for their syndicated show. That's not true. Velocity and Heat are both doing more than a point two or point three. We're in they're the pit. Doing, they're more like doing a point nine to one point one. So talking about the X division. There's a ring there, dude. Yeah, for the training. So that's that's a kind of a view of what they were doing. Talking about Russo and Rhodes here. Of course, the world title. Can Jeff Jeff handle it? That's a good question. This used to be a like, AMW? Like AMW's theme song? Well, it's Brian Gamble's now. Is this gonna be a repeat match? Am I about to see Jeff Jarrett again and like you're not gonna tell me? No nope. oh, shit, it's Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that. Well, he just hit him with a chair, wow. so. Oh, Raven's Oh, it's supposed to be Brian Gamble against Abyss, but Raven's not scheduled for this. Going for a microphone. Let's hear what Raven has to say. Monty Brown, Abyss, Jeff Hardy. All competent. Would be journeyman compared to D&E like myself. 
I should be NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I will be NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Jeff Jarrett? You should fear me. Jeff Jarrett, I'm going to get inside your skull. I'm going to crawl inside your veins. I'm going to rip out your bone marrow. I'm going to spit in your lungs. And I'm going to stick nice. forks in your brain. Wow. That sounds nice. Pleasant. Scars are souvenirs you never lose. There's no escape, just torture, mind games. Raven's rules. Great. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to roam. Clockwork Orange House of Phone. Welcome to the Terror Dome. You might as well say it. I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in. Possessions Wait, nine tenths of the lot. Here's my brown. Also, it looks like Raven's uh, shaved within the past week, so. Oh, yeah, he did. I thought I'd point that out. Auntie Brown's beating him up. He's probably being stiff for making him look like an idiot. Here comes the best. Here comes the best, yeah. And Raven, oh, no, Raven got decked. Okay, Auntie Brown taking them both out, kind of. Yeah. Today mentioning that we're seeing the three losers of that mini tournament. Oh. Oh, he super kicked the best. He didn't get all of it, but he hit him. He got some of it. Oh, oh. Irish whip, black hole slam, oh, and guess what? He landed on the fucking microphone. That probably didn't Bet you that felt real fucking good. Shattered. Look at it. It's all over the map. Yeah. Oh, Raven slaps abyss. Jab, jab, jab. Discus, nope. Abyss going for a choke slam. And nope. Oh. Raven, Raven with a knee left to break out of it. Oh. But he runs into it. Oh, here comes security, which did a very bad job of grabbing Abyss because. They yeah, I, was, I just thought that the security guy with uh, Raven was David Flair. Oh my God. And I was like, why is David Flair getting in this? He's room? back. David <laughs> Flair is back. Hope uh, David Flair is doing okay. I think he's doing all right. I think about him often. I really hope you don't, because that'd be weird. Thank God Don Harris is here to stop everything. From Tales from the Pit, dude. There's no script, no idea what you're going to talk about. Started when the red light came out. The first one. Big setup behind me. and uh, All of a sudden, there's a wrestler there. Did, did they really have to put a microphone on the screen when he said microphone? I don't know. He said Frankie Williams, and they say no photo available. <laughs> he never won a match in 20 years. I don't. Who? What is? He's why just, is this a thing? Like, who cares? They're trying to really hype up Piper's Pit. If you're watching this, you probably know what Piper's Pit is already. I would imagine. I can't imagine this would be news to anybody.
Once you have the questions, I change the answers. Picking straws, dude, because no one wanted to come on the pit. The only one who stuck there was me. What the fuck? Why is he got? He's like, somebody's getting a vice on you, and he grabs a fucking vice. <laughs> what the heck? You've never just casually had a vice sitting next to you? No. Wow, dude. Unusual union. Can Team Canada break it up between Storm and Daniels? Well, I'm I gonna uh, say I hope so. I don't see why they wouldn't. I think I have two more notes, and we definitely have a video package here. So let's uh, let's do these. Uh, there were a lot of people surprised at how little apparent heat there was on both Kid Cash and Jeff Hardy from the prior week. And Dutch Mantel is apparently a supporter of Cash, which is probably why he's kind of safe right now. Um, and I got some bad news, Bob. There's apparently some mixed signals regarding DDP. Oh, the situation right now is they are talking about him debuting at the pay-per-view, but it's not confirmed yet. Either way, don't expect it to be announced ahead of time if he is going to be. So if he comes in, it's going to be a surprise, essentially? Yeah, which almost makes it sound like he could potentially be the Piper's pit guy. Oh. And here comes Team Canada, and that was my final note. It looks like we got Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Uh, well, I mean, I guess there's really no other uh, option. Yeah. That's such a really good point, yeah. Ruffy. We're taking, We're taking over. over. We're at 35 minutes, 23 seconds, if you're following along. I feel like he uses his theme song on uh, the Indies, too. Really? Yeah. Well, here comes his tag team partner. We find the defendants guilty. We find an defendant guilty. Okay. I am really hoping that these guys lose the tag team titles. It's got to be the smart thing to do, right? Because I just, I hate this fucking angle so much. Well, once they lose it, we can get back on track. Sabisco's on commentary. Uh, and this has a half hour time limit. I'm going to tell you guys right now, uh, there's nine minutes and eight seconds left in the show. So, Ooh, spoiler. I'm not <laughs> You're really telling sure. me it's not going a full half hour. I mean, it could. It could go into next week's episode, too. I don't know. I'm waiting for the day they actually do that. I don't know how I would re would react, like, in 2004, if I was watching the show and they were like, oh, tune in next week to find out the conclusion. I don't, I don't know. 
I, like, I, would I really want to sit on that for seven days? Like, oh, boy, I really wish. I can't wait to find out next Friday who wins between Team Canada and the team of Daniels and Storm. Right. I'd probably forget. Oh, oh. Going for the tip toss. Storm flips around. I feel like whenever WCW did that, they, like, let's say on Saturday night, as Storm did head scissors here to Rude. I'm going to drop it. Whenever, like, WCW do it on Saturday night, they'd be like, tune in to main event tomorrow morning at 10.05. And find Just out watch the next show for it. Yeah, yeah that's how they kind of did it. And then knowing TNA, they'd probably be like, watch Explosion. And then we'd be like, we can't. We're taking a commercial break. I only cut like a minute and a half off the time. That commercial break. The more came out during the break. He tried, but he's not supposed to be, so. That's right. Rudy Charles doing his job. Yelling at him, telling him to get out of there. Andrew Thomas is our main referee, by the way. And you know, there's going to be bumps then. Well, probably. Oh, Eric Young did a leapfrog, and he's holding his knee. Did he oh. blow out his ACL? Canadians don't lie. Daniels keeps trying to go after him. Well, maybe they do, because Robert Ru- or Bobby Roode just uh, clotheslined Daniels. And uh, Eric Young is uh, 100% fine. Now, James Storm is pissed. He's going after Eric Young. But Andrew Thomas cuts him off. Sends him back to his corner. Bobby Roode tagged in. Go for a scoop and a slam on Daniels. And how about a knee drop? You got it. Boom. Right to the face. Who are the cover? One, two. No. Daniels kicks out at two. Yes. Let's address the 30-minute time limit, even though only six minutes have passed. Right. Oh, they'll say they'll bring us the results and highlights in case it goes over next week on Impact. There's zero percent chance they're going to go off the air without finishing a title match. I feel like. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. They definitely would do that. I think I mentioned it before, but I remember, and this is as I was reviewing it, they did that with Sting and Flair on a Saturday night in like August of '93, or I think it was '93. Yeah, I could see that. And they're like doing into. Power hour tomorrow. We're out of time. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't, I don't even have power hour. I don't, I'm not even going to know who wins. Huh. Piss me off. Rude with a right hand. Daniels with a right hand. How about Rude with another one? Good. Daniels, you got it. Oh, Daniels with the advantage. Chops. Sent into the ropes. And Rude with the knee lift to the midsection. Um, so yeah, I do have Daniels has a couple of indie notes, I think maybe one, two, two. Uh, October 1st, Christopher Daniels defeated a former TNA wrestler, CM Punk. Oh, for uh, NWA No Limits Wrestling Saints and Sinners in Rock Island, Illinois, and that match went 29 minutes and 57 seconds. Holy crap! And then on October 9th. Christopher Daniels lost to uh, Bobby Qu- Quants. 
at Pro Wrestling Gorillas. Use your illusion three in Los Angeles, California. Let's see if there's anybody else on the NWA. They're, they're bringing Said. up. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to mention how they're bringing up Scott Hall and Kevin Nash again, and I still just can't believe it. They must have them signed. They, no they have to. They have to. Uh, the only other really notable match on that show that also featured Daniels and Punk that we would probably know anybody from was uh, Matt Seidel retaining the NWA Midwest X Division title against Zach Gowan. Well, that's weird. Yeah. So. There you go. We're flooded with those indie notes, guys. Nice elbow drop by uh, Eric Young. But he only got two copies. James Storm broke off the cover. Daniel's held by Rude. Oh, Eric Young punches his own partner. Heel turn. Daniel's moved. What the heck camera angle is that? The fans are behind Daniel's and Storm right now. Yeah, they are. They are going pretty. They're getting pretty loud here. Come on, Storm. Just get the tag. Rude's got tagged in. Here comes Storm. Fans are fired up. Clothesline. Another Storm and clothesline. Rude. Beer. Money. Hey. Sorry. I was getting excited. Backdrop. Power slam on Young. Oh. Hurricane Rana by Storm. Can he cover one, two? Eric Young with the breakup. Forty-three minutes, twenty-four seconds into this show, we are. It's not a head scissors. It was a Hurricane Rana. Come on, today, give Storm his credit. <laughs> Isn't it great Isn't to it not great? have Scott the more out here? I love how he had to scream that. Yeah. You could probably hear that in the microphone of the camera. He just yelled it so loud. Yeah, probably. All four men in there. Storm was taken down with a clothesline side rush and lazy combo, but he kicked out. Daniels with a kick to Rude and sends him into Young with a spear. A slam for Rude. Here goes Best. Best. Moonsault. ever. Kind of missed it, but that's okay. Goes for the cover. Here Young with another breakup. He extended the arm so it looks like he hit him better, but... Yes, he did. Daniels? Forearms against the rope. I rake, though. Storm has... Uh... Oh! They bumped! The Wait a second. Was that... Did he get him? No. Uh, just... Andrew Thomas like is just sitting there like as if he fucked up, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, they fucked okay. up. Okay. Oh, yeah, they fucked up. Because Eric Young just rolled up <laughs> Daniels, and it was a fast count by Thomas. Whoa. Okay, so Dan- uh, Team Canada, you new tag team champions. Was it because Storm wasn't the legal man? Oh, that's a good question. Communication breakdown, nonetheless, but Team Canada has nearly all the gold here in TNA now. Wait, where's Ruffy? Yeah, where's Ruffy? Because Petey Williams out here with Demore. 
Oh. Shane Douglas is looking for Jeff Hardy. No, he 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 found us. Talking about up in the ante, he's going into a very dark room. Whoa! Jeff Hardy's sending a message to Champion Man at Light as he's got paint on his face, he's in a black light, and he's sitting on top of a ladder. Oh. If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a specialty match for TNA, it might as well be the ladder match because they fucking love the ladder match. Probably go off right. the air. So, well, the the botch there in the main event's unfortunate, but that was a good match, and I thought it was a good show. Again, yeah, so did I. Impact, they are uh, they're killing it, and actually, it makes you look back on some of the ones that we didn't mind before, and be like, you know, compared to some of these more recent ones. Maybe they weren't as good, but at the time they were good. Yeah, at the time. They, they're stepping it up, man. Yeah. And they need to be um, heading into Victory Road coming up. And we got dude, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are going to be there. They well, yeah. I mean, you, I feel like you wouldn't Whoa. name drop those guys Whoa. unless you've got them cement, you know, cemented in there. So the rumors of Terry Funk coming in. Uh, we got rumors of DDP coming in. Yeah. There's some, this is some pretty big stuff. If they're they're gonna pull out all the stops for this big pay per view, it seems for sure. My only hope is that all these names they're bringing in, all the money they're spending, there's gonna be more than just an an appearance. Right, and so and I kind of this is kind of you know it's a double edged sword here. I'm sure some people are like, well, these guys are older, or whatever. We're at a point here in TNA where you're trying to get as many eyeballs on here as possible. So yeah. if you're bringing in guys like Hall, Nash, Page, Funk, whatever, uh, those are known names and they're likely going to draw in your casual WCW forgotten fans or whatever. So I understand the attempt here, but bringing these guys in, I feel like the only way it's a real positive is if they are just, if they fucking lose. Right. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I'm really excited, though. Let me tell you that. And uh, we have, what, how many shows do we have left, Bob? I mean. Three, I think. That's crazy. Three episodes of Impact. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. That is wild to me. Yeah. That's really crazy. Yep. So we are uh, pretty freaking close to it. Well, I'm freaking ready, bro. I am too. There's plenty of uh, intrigue here with like all those names that we've mentioned. Um, and uh, you know what is going to potentially happen here at Victory Road. I am very excited to finally um, get to that point. But like I said, we have three more episodes to go. We have no idea what we're going to be seeing here on the next few episodes. Um, will we see Kid Cash? Will Joel Clark uh, get stiff again, get beat up real bad? Hopefully not. Yeah, ideally, uh, no. But You never know what's going to happen here at the Impact Zone. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Um, all right. 
Dallas, you got anything else? Are we uh, are we all set to move along? I think we're all set, man. That's all I got. I uh, I cannot wait to get to another episode. It's going to be a lot of fun, as it always is. And you know what? I think we teased it a couple weeks ago. I am really hoping at this point in our life, Bob, we have dropped a freaking awesome bonus episode one way or another. And we yeah, can't say it yet because it technically didn't happen by this recording. So, right. spoiler. Uh, but we got some cool stuff in the works. And we are looking to bring you guys some really great content. And coming up uh, with Victor Road, uh, when that airs, when the episode drops, you will have a couple episodes that week because, uh, of course, airs the same week as an episode of Impact. And if these best damn sports show wrestling week episodes or whatever they're going to do, we will be covering that as well. So you guys might have a lot of fun content coming up, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I can't wait to get burnt out from it. It'll be great. It's going to be so good. Uh, All right. We will see you guys next week. Until then, for Dallas Screedley, I am Bob Connie Jr., and this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast.